if we may start with this uh, news of the former National Police Commissioner Jackie Salebi passing away, is there any response from the police ministry? The minister notes the reports of the death of the former National Commissioner and uh, obviously passes his deep condolences to his family. And we also note that um, former National Commissioner uh, Salebi did a lot of good work within the police service. If you go to certain police stations, they will tell you that we've got one, two, three, four, five because of uh, Mr. Salebi. And for that and for the positive way that he touched a number of policemen and women in this country, we the, the minister is quite grateful and, and hopes that, as, as the, DS, uh, the acting DSGs have said, that uh, people also remember the positive things that he did for this country and that he served his people, um, sometimes with mistakes, but he served his people at the end of the day. The private investigator, Paula Sullivan, who is credited for uh, relieving Jackie Celebi from his post as uh, police commissioner, has now set his sights on the new police commissioner, Ria Piaja. Are you concerned about these constant accusations against the police? The police is one, or the, the, the police environment is one of the most contested in this country because of where we come from, because the, our country is to be a police state. So there is a lot of learning that is happening. There are a lot of mistakes that happen. Um, it will continue to be contested, and there, there are people with their own ideas of who should be a national commissioner, who shouldn't be a national commissioner, but within the confines of what the Constitution says, within what the ruling national, the African National Congress thinks, you know, there will always be many views. We accept that. Um, and and, and if, if, if Polo Salvin uh, is now setting his sights there, it's his right, you know, really to do that. And if there is nothing wrong with, um, with the National Commissioner, nothing will happen. So let's see how, how this turns out. Speaking of mistakes, does the police minister feel that he made a mistake in choosing to suspend the Hawks boss? He feels he did what, with all the facts that were in front of him, uh, was the correct thing to do. He notes the judgment of the of the court that um, the, his decision or his action was unlawful. Um, and that is the beauty of a constitutional democracy. If it wasn't, then, or it was before this time, we would have just taken whatever decision. But now we are held to account for the decisions that we take. And the minister notes that we will study the judgment and then uh, obviously we do reserve the right to do what we feel is correct in the exchange and the, and the discharge of our duties. So moving forward, what, what are your next steps? I should have just said we need to go through the judgment properly and see what it says and consult with the legal opinion and then we'll take it from there. It would really be premature uh, that an hour after a judgment was passed then we already say we're doing one, two, three, four, five. Who had to pay the legal costs today in court? We have to pay the legal costs according to the judgment. Does that mean taxpayers' money at the end of the day? It means taxpayers' money are being used in the evolving jurisprudence of this country. We cannot say you cannot take a decision 
just because uh, if you do, it may lead to losing. So taxpayers' monies are being used judiciously because our jurisprudence is evolving. The fact that the judgment uh, about the nature and the form and character of the hoax only came last day was also part of that evolving uh, jurisprudence. So, no, it's not an abuse of taxpayers' money, definitely. You said this decision to go to this decision to suspend the Hawks bus was based on facts. Do you think you're getting the right advice, and do you think the police minister is getting the right advice in his actions here? Where he stands now, he believes he got the right advice. He took the right decision, and of course, we're still going to see what next from here. Um, there is obviously a view from a number of quarters, like you've, you've asked now, whether he's getting the right advice. Um, he's, he's been in the field. He will make a decision to say whether that was the right advice or not. But with all the facts that he had in front of him and the fact that you cannot have these allegations hanging over a prime law enforcement agency like the Hawks, um, he took that decision. He believes it was the right decision. When does Dramat go back to work, if he does? Well, I can't exactly speak for Dramat, but um, seeing that the court has made that ruling, I, I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be going to, to work um, immediately, depending, of course, on what the next cause of action is from our part. How long do you think it will take for you to make that decision? It doesn't. With every right now, the minister is in the middle of the meeting about Malamunele, what is happening there, and then from there he goes to Soweto. It's not the only thing right now that he's taking up the time and the duties of the minister. So that that, that question I can't answer. Mr. Zondi, thank you very much for joining us. He's the spokesperson for Nati Ntlekwa, the police minister. We're now joined on the line by the director of the Helen Seisman Foundation, Francis Anthony. Thanks for joining us, Francis. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on the program. I'd like to get your reaction to what we heard from Musa Zandi now. Uh, well, he, he, his views are there. Um, we are very pleased about the, the judgment. Uh, he's been awarded everything he asked for, uh, and we feel vindicated in taking this matter to court because having looked at the, the actions of the, the minister, we didn't think that they... Uh, they were in accordance or complied with the Constitutional Court ruling of November last year. And uh, we thought that the minister had acted unlawfully. And uh, the court has upheld our, uh, our intervention. Um, I, I'm pleased about this because it does say that uh, our constitutional democracy is beginning to function well, is functioning well in this regard, and that the rule of law is, is, is being maintained. Was this money well spent, do you think, in order to get that judgment? I did listen to the spokesperson's view, and uh, he's, he's quite correct in saying that you know, in an unfolding jurisprudence here, that we've now had both the Constitutional Court ruling in a particular way, and we've now had the High Court ruling in a particular way, and uh, my, my hope is that the Ministry will now reflect on these things and, and, and take it forward uh, in terms of the operation and structure of the Hawks. Uh, uh, I can't obviously uh, anticipate whether or not the, the Ministry will want to appeal this decision, 
but uh, you'll be forced as well if they do uh, appeal this, this decision. Uh, because I think the principle reasoning is sound uh, and in accordance with the Constitutional Court's ruling. There's been other suspension, that of the uh, Gauteng Hawks uh, head, the General Sabir. Uh, does this court decision have any impact on that case? It, it can, because uh, the suspension was made by the acting head of the Hawks, and that has now fallen away. And uh, our hope is that you know, the must return to work as soon as possible, uh, if need be today, and uh, he must review all these decisions. Uh, so that will impact on uh, Major General Sabir's uh, suspension as well. Uh, this is a complete issue, I'm concerned that, um, but the court has been quite clear about uh, questions of legality. And no minister or any other state official may do anything which is unlawful.